Welcome to Podcast Me Anything, the Ask Me Anything for All Things Podcasting. I'm Matthew Passy. I'm Tom Kelly. And this is our really second real episode of the show. We, uh, yeah. we did a first real episode just before PodFest, which was about three weeks ago now. Uh, and then we recorded a lot of good stuff down at PodFest, had a lot of fun down there. Then the plan was to do another episode when we came back from PodFest, and because we had so much fun, or because we worked our patooties off, uh, we had nothing in the tank when we came back, and you were actually really sick for PodFest. Uh, yeah, two weeks later, I'm not feeling too much better, but uh, I had such a good time, still feels worth it. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All that matters. Uh, so... Um, you know, we're we're back. In the meantime, I did release that uh, mega episode from last week where we had a preview of some of the interviews that we did while at PodFest. Uh, Chris Lukey of Pubcast, Jun Han of Awesome Podcast Guest, and the amazing Izzy of uh, Reporting Live Podcast. She was adorable and amazing. And at the end of the whole thing, she won a huge prize of stuff. So uh, kudos to her, and uh, can't wait to actually see what what happens with uh, her and her podcasting venture. But let's let's talk Podfest recap. So this is the fourth time that I've been there. Um, so I could say a lot of things about it, but you're you were a total rookie. This is the first time you've been to a major podcasting event at all. First time leaving your man cave into the sunlight in God. What is it? Millennia uh, since you've been out in the sun. Um, not good. <laughs> It's been a a while. It's been a while. Uh, But so tell us, what was it like attending your first live podcasting event? You know, would you go back? So I'll tell you, I went to podcast movement two years ago. Oh, you did? Okay. Um, It it, totally different though, for sure. Podfest was something else. I mean, I, I didn't really know what to expect. You, Matthew, just told me to show up. I showed up, um, not really looking into anything. And it was one of the best weekends of my life. I mean, it was uh, something else. That's all I can really say about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you made quite um, quite an impression, uh, especially wearing your glittery bomber jacket there. A lot of people remembered you. You also made a big impression by playing the drums uh, that <laughs> night. <laughs> well, I think if you look behind me here, um, you know, I've – I still play a little bit. Uh, I haven't performed in like six years, but yeah, Chris Lukey, who I guess was on the last episode, texted me like five minutes before he went on stage asking if I wanted to play lit. And um, at the networking event, someone said their best life advice they could give is why not? So when he texted me, do you want to, do you want to play a song? I said, why not? And got up there and uh, just had fun. <laughs> nice. Nice. So what was, uh, what were some of the other big takeaways for you from the podcasting event? Like what, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to actually go to any of the sessions. The first time I stepped foot into any of the rooms was actually, uh, when I had to go give my own talk. (laughs) So I have no idea what happened over there. Uh, I only attended one and it was Chris Lukey's cause he wanted me to snap some photos. Um, but it was, yeah, so I was mainly, you know, at the booth or I think I attended one keynote and the guy just kind of ragged on the um on the Blue Yeti for a while, so I immediately kind of tuned it out a little bit, but the I mean the culture there was amazing, the people were great. I think the biggest takeaway I had is that uh, I've built this really comfortable studio for myself, but 
Um, it's not, it's a, it's a very productive place to be, but it's not a very, I guess, inspiring place to be. So, uh, get out there, see the sun, see some people doing similar things and just, uh, be a part of the community is probably my biggest takeaway for sure. Yeah. I mean, podcasting events are so, such an important piece of the action. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, I'm a podcaster. I go to podcasting event. It's a great way to grow my show. It's not good for that. Uh, it is good for the education. It's good for the inspiration. It's good to, like you said, get out of the caves, get out of the basements, get out of the closets. You know, for many of us, podcasting is such a lonely venture. We do it on our own or, you know, maybe we have a co-host here and there. Um, but it's good to go out into the community. It's good to see other folks who are doing something similar, who are exploring their passion, who are, you know, actually, it's more interesting as opposed to seeing people who are doing the same thing. It's it's more interesting to see people who are doing something different. Uh, Absolutely. You know, people who are who are testing the boundaries of the space and really there aren't any. Uh, so you learn a ton from going out there and meeting different people. So, I mean, whether you can go to one of the big, you know, main podcasting events every year, PodFest, Podcast Movement, uh, a couple of the regional ones, MapCon, DC PodFest, even if we're talking about some of the, the festivals and whatnot, those are, are not a terrible way to go. Or if you can get um, to be part of a local meetup. I know there's really strong podcast meetup groups in Florida, obviously, where PodFest is based out of. Uh, there's a few out of the D.C. area that are good. I'm pretty sure Ohio has a strong showing. Mark Deal in Atlanta has put together a good a good group. Um, working on something uh, here in New Jersey that will hopefully get going later this year to uh, to make it easier for podcasters who don't want to cross the bridges and the tunnels to get to Philly or New York to to chat with other podcasters. Anything out by you? There is a it's a converted church called House of Pod. And which I think is a really clever name, right? It's fun. Yeah. Um, but they have some studios They're They actually employ quite a few people. It's a podcast production studio and they have a couple meetups. I went to a couple of them and they were more like script review for audio dramas, which isn't my wheelhouse. So I went to hang out with some people, but it wasn't um, kind of exactly what I was looking for. So I know when I met Chris Coran, who lives 60 miles South of me in the Springs, I mentioned like we should start our own thing. I don't know if uh podcast if engineering there. school Chris Cran by the way if you're uh, if yes. you know of him. Yeah. Good guy. So yeah, so I mean if you can get out there and network and connect with other podcasters in real life, it is definitely worth it. Specifically, uh I will say this about Podfest. The event has it seems to have doubled every year since <laughs> um they got going. I think like I said, I think this is the not my fourth, my third time going to PodFest. It was around 500 people last year. They said it was over 1,000 wow. people this year. I've got no problem believing that number. Wow. Um, there were a lot of people that came through the exhibit hall. Uh, I saw some of the pictures. Uh, the networking event, the first night, um, the official first night was pretty crowded. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, all in all, just a, a great event. My understanding from what I've heard, really great speakers across the board. Um, good keynotes. Uh, I can't wait to get the videos and actually check out some of that stuff, get some of the real information. Uh, the, the expo hall, they redid the layout this year. It was much nicer, better flow. And it was good to see some of the bigger names in pod in not just podcasting, but audio in general, Shore, Heil, um, you know, the usuals, Libsyn, Blueberry, Spreaker, all those good folks were there. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, just it's PodFest is a solid podcasting event. The education is getting much, much stronger year in and year out. They do a lot of big workshops, uh, you know, sort of pre-event and throughout the event. Um, but they keep a very intimate feel about it. Like it doesn't feel as sterile. I don't want to say podcast movement feels sterile, but podcast movement, you could sort of get a sense that there's, you know, different layers of podcasters in the room, you know, professional media organizations and those associated with, um, you know, large media companies, large scale podcasting operations. And then, you know, maybe a little bit more mid tier folks who are making a decent living off podcasting, whether it's producing or hosting or whatnot. And then obviously, you know, the, the majority of podcasters that are hobbyists or, you know, just having fun doing it, who just want to sort of be on the up and up. But PodFest really just feels like everybody is in sort of the same circle and, you know, everybody's on the same level, which I, I, I kind of like about that event. Yeah, I got that feeling too, more um, indie kind of vibes, I guess. And there didn't, yeah, there didn't seem to be this like hierarchy of people there. It was just everyone together. I know a lot of people said, like on my first day, the thing about PodFest is like there's this feeling of family, 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 family. And you always hear that everywhere. And you're like, okay, sure. That's like what your boss tells you to get you to work <laughs> more when you don't want to, right? Um, but I I felt that. Like it was really I'll say it again, something else, man. It was it was great. <laughs> yeah. No, they they I Chris Kremitzos does a really good job at that event. And, you know, full disclosure, if things go according to plan. Uh, we'll have Chris on this show at some point as they ramp up for PodFest 2020. Um, that being said, our attention now does turn to Podcast Movement 2019, also taking place down in Orlando. Uh, we should be hearing about some of the speakers and some of the some of the sessions that are going to be taking place down there. Uh, if we have a chance, we will get Jared or Dan on here as well to talk about what to expect, a preview. Uh, you know, I know we've been talking positively about PodFest. It was a great event. We just came off it. Uh, having gone to my first podcast movement last year, it is also just a top-notch podcasting conference. I mean, yeah. you know, the level of talent that is in that room or that is in all the rooms that you see there, whether it's the keynote speakers that they bring on, even just the panels. I mean, I was impressed that I got to a daily news panel uh, for podcast movement and I got the host of start here from abc was there the guys from uh slate or vox one of the two was there. i can't remember but um so like they get some really really big names so uh, a little bit of fanboy happening when you go to podcast movement because there are <laughs> such right. big names that are you know on the stage and whatnot uh but yeah. the level of education there and the and you know the types of vendors that are in in uh the building are just incredible so uh, if you miss PodFest or either way, you know, get yourself looking into podcast movement. I think the tickets, the early bird pricing is over, but uh, yeah. try and get your tickets as soon as possible because the, the prices will go up. And uh, if it hasn't already, the hotel will sell out soon, but we'll try and get them on. Um, <clears throat> so while we were at podcast movement, we held ourselves a little booth. We were selling the podcast audits. We were selling uh, some podcast production services, clean cut audio in the house, uh, making a big impression with that shiny jacket of his. Um, and we were also recording episodes of podcast me anything. We had about two dozen people stop by, sit down at our table, uh, record some interviews. Uh, the majority of them were people asking questions of us that we were able to answer right there on the spot. And 
Ideally, what we're going to do is as we're going forward through the you know next few weeks, we will talk about the question, play the, you know, give our response or play the you know response that we had a podcast movement and then sort of break it down and see how smart we were at the time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, since we spent a lot of this episode already talking about PodFest, we don't want to bore you with too much content tonight. So we're just going to give you a little taste. We're going to play. This is Tyson Moultrie of Diversified Game, and he had a question of about the importance of audio quality. So uh, we're going to yeah. play this straight through. We're, we'll, uh, you know, unless I get really antsy, we're not going to interrupt. So uh, here's Tyson. Uh, this will last about five minutes. We'll see you back on the other side. We're here at PodFest 2019. I'm sitting down with Tyson Moultrie of Diversified Game. Tyson, tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you do. Awesome. Hey, happy to be here. And so my podcast is Diversified Game. It's a podcast giving entrepreneurial entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective. And uh, I have two other co-hosts, uh, Kellen Coleman and A.L. Roberts. Kellen is here, but not here. And then A.L. <laughs> is back home in New York uh, taking care of some of our other business. So you've got three hosts in three different locations. Yes. How are you connecting? Uh, we actually use Uber Conference. Okay. Um, so we haven't uh, gotten on the video format, but we've been able to capture some things while we're together down here um, and make the most of it. All right. And so what's the website if people want to check out the show? It's uh, diversifiedgame.com. All right. And so what's your question about podcasting today? So I guess one of the major things with podcasting was how important is audio um, when it comes to what you're doing. As far as you mean the audio quality? Yeah, as far as yeah, audio quality and then how that affects uh, growing your listenership versus uh, listeners you already have. I don't remember exactly who was the one who said it, but it's I heard it somewhere and I've always agreed. Nobody has ever said, ooh, I really like the show because it sounds like the audio <laughs> quality is so good. <laughs> right. Now, they have listened to a show and they've said, you know, they'll note that the show sounds, sounds good and they'll stick with it, but they've never said, I'm going to check out that show because their audio quality is right, good. Right. That being said, a lot of people have said, I like the content, but I can't listen to the show. The audio quality is a problem. That has, right. So, you know, I think, one, you have to have really good content. You have to be using your listeners' time wisely. You have to be providing value. If you tell them you're going to do X within 20 minutes, then you do. better do X within 20 minutes or else right. they're not going to believe you. They're not going to trust you. But yeah, if it is painful for somebody to listen to your audio experience, if it is difficult to understand what you're saying, and it's fru well, you don't want someone to be frustrated right. while trying to listen. Absolutely. So you're saying you're using Uber conferences that have been problematic, the audio quality? Yeah, some, sometimes it is problematic. It can be choppy sometimes, but in post, you try to fix as much of that as possible. But right. so three remote people all in different locations, right? Yes. Everybody has a microphone? Uh, yeah, yeah. What kind of microphones? So... I have an uh, MXL 770. Um, AL actually uses his AirPods, which gives the least amount of trouble. Interesting. <laughs> and then Kellen, I don't know which mic he uses, but he has one. Uh, he has a lavalier. Well, I mean, we all have labs, but he has a lavalier mic as well as um, an XLR connecting mic. So, uh, so you can dramatically improve the quality of your show by doing one thing very easily. Cons mic consistency? Nope. Oh, okay. Even easier. All of you download Audacity to your computers. Mm. All of you record your tracks locally. Okay. So now even if Uber Conference is spotty, even if the connection is lagging, even if something happens, 
there is no interference between, except for the AirPods, maybe at least, at least <laughs> right, yeah. but there's no interference between the mic itself and the device. So you record yourselves locally. You, you know, a lot of people that do like a clap or something to sort of time sync or whatever. But the point is, if you can all record to your devices, upload to one place, Dropbox, Google Drive, whatever, and one person can snack those together mm-hmm. and put it into one shot, it's going to yeah. sound great because it's only re- it's not relying on the connection anymore. That's smart. That's smart. Now, the other thing that or I- use a solution like Squadcast. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I will say their stuff is really nice. <laughs> so he said, "Little plug for them." Uh, I love. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Now. On the flip side of that, I mean, even being here at PodFest, right, and talking to different people about audio quality, I mean, there's some audio knots, I would say, and then there's the sect of people like myself that focus heavily on, like, reaching the audience, right? So how important do you believe that reaching the audience is? When, what do you mean reaching the audience? Uh, like Actually getting people to listen, right? Oh, because I mean, they can't judge something they can't it. hear, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what it is is... What you have to do is you have to cultivate every listener individually. Mm. You have to speak to each person individually. Like even though this is a mass produced content, you're trying to reach as many people as possible, everybody listening is an individual. Right. And a lot of them they're listening alone. They're listening with earbuds, AirPods, they're driving in their car, they're commuting, they're working out. It's a it's a very lonely activity to listen to a podcast. <laughs> so if you think you're doing radio and you're talking to a lot of people at once, you're not talking directly to the person that's listening right so when you're talking about your content when you're sharing your insight think about the three of you talking mm-hmm. and one other person is listening at a time Absolutely. and talk to that one person and everybody will feel like you're talking to them individually yeah that ties into humanization of the brand which is what we we often talk about right yeah this isn't this isn't you know broadcasting it's relationship building you are building a relationship with your audience so treat Absolutely. it like that Absolutely. Tyson Moultrie, DiversifiedGame.com. Thanks for being on Podcast Me Anything. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. All right. I hear a lot of popping peas in that audio. I probably should run that through. uh, I probably should run these through um, before we air them. Speaking of the audio quality, your Mix Pre 6 sounds good i love it. very I, good i probably got <laughs> there's probably four or five interviews that i picked up that day because somebody walked by and was like what's that it's like oh yeah let yeah. me show you and then we sit down and i'm like why don't we just hit record and then we started chatting and so it was great yeah that thing is uh it's a it's a head turner yeah um so yeah i mean i i don't know if there's much of a post-mortem to do there anything that you would have said or suggested differently um i'm sure you probably cringe <sighs> at the idea of airpods as a microphone no, I cringe at the thought. I'm such an, an elitist when it comes to not not necessarily Dodge, just anything but audacity is kind of where I come from. Okay. Um, but I I do think the the local recording, the double ender in their case, triple ender is absolutely the way that you have to go. I do a show with two other guys. We're in two different um, time zones, and we all record on separate devices, separate microphones. Dropbox it to me, I sync it up and make it all sound good. Um, I, I think that's the only way to go. I, even Squadcast, which is incredible, I don't think will ever beat purely like double enders. Um, and anytime we've ever had guests on the show, we only take guests who can record their own audio because I want the audio to sound perfect. Um, that's wow. kind of 
Yeah, but I like, you know, I'm an audio guy. So I, when I do shows, what I'm really listening to is the audio, but that's kind of an edge case. Well, I'm, and, I'm aware. So, And your show is about audio, too. So it, it does, you know, you would hope that people who are coming on your show have a little bit of a, a you know, consciousness about that. They're thinking about that as well. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's about music and we interview musicians. So but right, um, you would think musicians care. Yeah. Yeah. And most of them have. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I've there's been a lot of shows that, again, I'm probably both of us are probably an edge case, but I tried to listen to a podcast about audio production, trying to like learn something. And it was like six guys all yelling over each other through like headphone mics. I was like, what are you doing? Like if anyone should sound amazing, it it should be them. And it was, I couldn't make sense of anything they were saying. And that's when proper audio and good editing becomes important, especially when you're trying to sell good audio. Like, what are you doing? So I don't know. I, I mean, (laughs) that reminds me, there was a post the other day, one of the Facebook groups, uh, I don't remember which group. I don't remember the person's name. I, w- I wouldn't put it out their name anyway. But the per- the question was like, you know, I'm looking at growing my podcast. You know, what do you suggest as far as uh, marketing ideas and tips? And I think the person plugged the name of their show, which, of course, you know, made everybody jump all over them, like stop self-promoting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the best part was the person has themselves listed as a podcast consultant. <laughs> And they're asking okay. the group for help on how to basically run a podcast. Oh, people were relentless. It was so good. So that's the same thing. Like, how do you do a show about audio quality when you're doing it through headphone? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what I hope we're fixing. I know we're doing more than just audio, but with and we talked about this i think in the first episode the barrier to entry is so low and that's incredible for getting people in but it's really good at keeping standards pretty low as well so there needs to be something to pick those up so that you know everyone strives for broadcast quality rather than saying if it's good people will suffer through the audio because that should never be like a goal right i mean why not try to be the best you can be at everything. That's how I feel anyway. So. Agree. Agree. And you know, <laughs> we say that as I'm watching with all like your videos a little warbly right now. So we might have to think about another solution for how we do our video. Um, but you know, we, this is sort of an experiment to get vocal folks, you know, reached out about something else. I tried it. I was like, Oh, this is kind of a cool platform. Um, we're, we'll, we'll get it to work correctly, you know, across the board or we'll find another solution, but they were at Podfest, Um, and I know they're working hard to make this platform kind of cool, but, um, I think that's all we've got for podcast me anything today. Uh, you know what? Earlier in the week, I recorded an intro and outro for another episode that we're going to get ready to publish. And I'll try and get that out early this week. Um, but it was all with uh, Evo Terror talking about the. Um, God, why am I blanking on the name of that report? The one from Edison Research and Triton Digital. Um, oh, it's killing oh, yeah. me. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know. What oh, you, mean. you know what I mean, but you're not going to save me. Like, infinite dial. It was all about the infinite <laughs> dial report, uh, which, by the way, was a good report, had some good numbers for us. So uh, we'll play that episode with Evo Terra uh, later this week on the podcast. Um, and then uh, we'll keep an eye out for um, the actual podcast consumer report, which should be dropping 
uh, sometime coming up soon. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, this has been Podcast Me Anything, really our second official episode. We're going to be spilling out a little bit more content, a little bit more frequently over the next few weeks. Uh, but we will also be doing these weekly live stream recordings. Uh, we might not be settling on Sunday, so stay tuned to find out when that is. But in the meantime, thank you for checking us out. Everything you want to know is at podcastmeanything.com. Try and keep it as simple as possible. Uh, I'm Matthew Passy. Tom Kelly. And thank you for checking out Podcast Me Anything. Podcast Me Anything.